Welcome to the Churbiz Podcast, practical tips, tools, and information that will help grow and transform your church. And here's your host, Dwight Smith. Hey, church family, God bless you, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Churbiz Podcast. I'm your host, Dwight Smith, and this is a show that's all about helping churches build the right systems and operational tools that are necessary for growing and managing a healthy church. So I wanted to talk about church branding because I hear it being talked about often in chat rooms and across social media. But in reading and listening to some of the comments, I'm not really quite sure that many of our churches get it. It seems like we're all around it when we talk about design and logos and color schemes, but I'm not sure from a church perspective that we really understand what it means, and more importantly, how to integrate it within our churches. Branding is such a powerful tool and an important trait So for this one, I brought out the big guns and called on my own pastor, the Reverend Dr. Mark Watson. Okay, he's really not a doctor, but when I tell y'all that he went to work on this topic of branding, y'all I'm not exaggerating, he went to work. Pastor Mark is a senior pastor of Link Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, and is also the creative director for Link Creative, an advertising firm that specializes in branding, design, and social media management. Mark is an accomplished designer and brand strategist, having received his formal education in architectural design. And in this episode, he does an extraordinary job of dissecting branding and design, specifically within the context of church marketing. It was my absolute privilege to sit down with Pastor Mark and listen while he explains the power of a church brand. I know you're going to enjoy this one, so sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of The Churvis Podcast. All right, so welcome to the Cherbis Podcast. Today we have with us Pastor Mark Watson, who is the lead pastor at Link Church and also creative director for Link Creative. Pastor Mark, so good to have you with us today. Thank you, Dwight, for having me today. I'm so excited. I've been following Cherbiz and I love what you guys are doing. So I'm just glad to be here today. Thank you. And, and so I got to be honest. Okay, so I wanted to have you on here for a while now, but I wanted to bring you on for something kind of a little bit different. I wanted to talk about design because you are a dope designer and I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit about how to how to do design right, right. you know, because so many churches are, we struggle with understanding how to implement good design in both our, our marketing material as right. well as all, all of the other things that we do. But then I thought about it and I said, you know, before we talk about design, we really need to go take a step back and really understand branding because right. that's a huge part of it. And in fact, it's probably the overarching theme uh, that design falls under. Right. So we wanted to take, I said, so I said, well, you know what, while I've got you on here, I'm going to go ahead and pick your brain, let you really kind of deep dive into branding right. and doing brandingly effectively, especially today in churches. So that way we get a good overall understanding of what branding is and then how do we do it effectively in our church. Right, so right. That's what we wanted to do today. So kick us off, start us off and really just kind of help give us a, a good overview of, of tell me what branding is and then especially within the context of church and, and then why does a church need a brand? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I've gotten a lot of experience as it relates to branding um, from building our own church from the ground up and um, learning some of the do's and the don'ts and how to do it well. And what I've realized and through my experience is that branding is simply identity. Mm -hmm. So it is the identity of the organization, the company, and how that identity is presented to the public Mm -hmm. in a way that makes the company appealing, attractive, or in a way that just simply gets the message of the company across to those that it wishes to engage with. Okay. So um, I, I've learned that to sum it or to boil it all the way down to its foundational level, think of branding as identity. Okay. It is the fingerprint of the company, the organization. A lot of people think that branding is just a symbol. It's mm-hmm. just a title. Um, it's just a sign, the sign or the, the symbol of the organization, but it's more than that. Right, right. There's a lot more that goes into branding. So I sum it up and say that branding is just simply the identity. Okay, that's good. And then so then how, why then, I guess, in terms of church, is that identity or that brand, why is it so important today for churches? 
it's so important because a church inherently the mission of every church is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and to bring uh, uh, to make disciples. And so if you're going to make disciples and if you're going to reach people, then that brand, um, however God has given you that church and whatever mission and whatever, whatever values that he's put into a specific church or organization, um, it's important that that brand comes across in a way that connects the people that it's intending to reach. Okay. All right. So it, it's important for the church to think about how can they take what God has given them and bring it into a concise and clear expression mm -hmm. and then present that to people that they are trying to reach with their message. Right. Okay. And so that, that was one of the things that, cause I mean, we hear a lot about branding today, you know, out in the world, in the corporate environment, right. you know, what, what makes Panera Panera or what right. makes, you know, Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A. Right. So then for church, it, it's often, sometimes I think we, we, we take branding and we don't really understand how to apply it to right. the church. So what are some of the best ways that we can use to apply branding as far as when it comes to church, church marketing? Some of the best ways to apply branding is to sit down and think about what is the mission. Well, I would say this way. You want to think about three things. Mm -hmm. And you would start with the vision, which is the broad stroke of the church mm -hmm. and the organization. And then a more detailed expression of the vision would be the mission. Okay. And yep. then after you have your mission, you have your values. Okay. And so once you're able to articulate these things, then that's going to start to develop your identity. Mm -hmm. And then out of that identity comes one uh, graphic expression of those three things. Okay. And then the church is able to brand that. It's able to uh, display that mm -hmm. in, a, in a graphic form that conveys to the people they want to engage with, this is us. Okay. Right? right. And so when you think about Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, it has a, a brand, um, it has a logo mm -hmm. that is in a script form. And, yep. and everybody loves Chick-fil-A, man. I, I really love Chick-fil-A. Everybody it's, loves Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I, I really love Chick-fil-A. But when you look at it, you don't necessarily, we recognize the logo. Mm-hmm. But it's not one of those logos that really stands out. What stands out most about Chick-fil-A is the identity of the company. Okay. I mean, they can switch the logo, but that's not what really draws people. It's the, their identity that they've created. So it's the values of the company right, okay. that really connects people. Um, and so, so when I, what I would say is that a church really needs to consider those, those aspects of who they are mm -hmm. and then convey that. Um, you know, I, I, I really look at it and say, you have to have three things. You have to have your presentation, right? You have to have your package and you have to have your experience. Okay. So I look at it when you talk about, um, That's branding mm -hmm. and when you talk about church, you want to think about PPE presentation, packaging, and experience. All right. Your presentation and your packaging will draw people, attract people, and your experience will bring them back. Okay, great. And, and Chick-fil-A has done such a great right. job of that, right? Um, their marketing and their branding attracts people, but it's their experience that brings you back. That's powerful because that, that, that makes a lot of sense because really when you think about that, it, it's the logo could switch, but what we love about Chick-fil-A is right. that experience that, like you said, the logo is just kind of that identifier that says, Hey, you know, the experience that you're going to get when you walk into one of our restaurants, right. you know, what kind of level of hospitality you're going to get, you know, you know, what kind of meal you're going to get. Yeah. It's that it, that's why I think when you had said before, I saw, I heard you say that logo is not your brand, right? Right. Because it's, it's really just the mark that kind of just symbolizes what we're all about. And it's really just the overtone of, of kind of who we are as a company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. That's really good. So then can you help us understand then what is, what is when we hear the expression brand identity, I think there's some confusion sometimes when people hear brand or brand identity, what's the difference? What's a brand identity? Brand identity is simply what makes you unique. Okay. You know, uh, it, it's funny because, 
when you talk about a church, everybody is trying to uh, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and make disciples. That's all of our goal. That's all of our mission. But what is it that makes you different? Right, right. You know, what is it that sets you apart? And we live in a world of choices. Yeah, yeah. Today, it's funny. We live in a world of choices, and people have the ability to choose where they're going to eat. People have ability to choose what they're going to watch. Right. Yep. On TV, there's just a world of choices. You you don't even have to get. You don't even have to receive the choices that the cable company gives you anymore. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, you get to do it the way you want to do it. Right. Um, in terms of watching the shows you want to watch and having the entertainment you want to have. And so, when it comes to church, it's the same thing. There's so many choices out there. Yeah. Yes. What makes you different? That is your brand. Okay. All right. And who are you trying to reach? Understanding your demographics, mm-hmm. understanding who God has called you to connect to right. and to reach. The truth of the matter is we all want to reach everyone. Right. Yeah. But you're not going to reach everyone. You're not going to uh, connect with all demographics, right. all ethnicities. You're going to really, really settle on a few mm-hmm. and you'll always have some outliers. Yeah. Yeah. But understanding who you are and what makes you distinct, what makes you different will help you really have brand identity rather than just a brand. Okay. Cause anybody can take a logo, put a cross on it and, yeah. and say, Hey, we're a church and we want to reach people. But once you understand the difference between a brand and a brand identity, then it's actually going to so, make you that much better. So when you say that, that makes a lot of sense. So that means that you, it's more, you, that's kind of like you said before, that's that legwork up in the front, right. right? Of really kind of sitting down and understanding and think about who are we? Yeah. Right? Who are we trying to reach? What makes us different right. from the the hundreds, and I'm not even exaggerating, the hundreds of other churches that are oh, in yeah. our communities that are in our cities. How do we distinguish? Because like you said, everybody has everybody's got the same mission. We're all trying to reach Jesus. I mean, trying to reach people uh, with the, you know, with the message of Jesus Christ. Right, right. So what makes a person or what makes an individual say, okay, you know, I'm going to choose that church versus the church that's two miles down the road. Yeah. What's what's different about you that's going to make me say, okay, you know, I, I connect with this church. I, more than I, more so than I would this church. Doesn't make those churches bad. It's just like you said, there's a different demographic or different right. you know perception. Uh, you know that church has said, okay, we know who we are and we know who we're most best equipped to reach. Right. And so we've created a brand around that identity. Yeah. And those people we're trying to reach. So that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So then are there certain, you know, from a design perspective, when we talk about branding, you know, everybody wants to talk about logos color schemes, fonts, type typography. Is there certain do's and don'ts for creating a good church brand or creating a good church brand identity? Yes. Um, there's definitely do's and don'ts. Um, it's funny because when a few years ago, when we were developing our church from the ground up yep. and thinking about what type of logo to use and what colors to use, um, I picked blue because blue is my favorite color. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I picked blue because it's my favorite color. There was no reason behind that, but it's worked out well. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it to me, if your favorite color is red, let's say, mm-hmm. um, you can choose red, and red works well for certain people. There's great churches out there that have had red and use red as their dominant color. Right. But red actually create certain moods for people when they see it. So I would say the do's of don'ts, one good uh, don't is, or one good do, I'll start with the do's, is number one, do you should make it about Jesus, Mm -hmm. number one, and you should think about people rather than yourself. Okay, yeah. So when you're creating this, you don't you don't want to pick it and and kind of do what I did, even though it's worked, right? <laughs> yeah. What's my favorite color? No, what would be both? Uh, what would be most attractive and appealing 
to the demographic that I'm trying to reach. Okay. If you're trying to go after millennials, right. then you don't want to make your logo look like it's a hundred year old church. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 If you're, and that works both ways. So you have to consider people over yourself, your own wishes, your own desires. And that's a good do. Um, you, you don't really want to over design it. Okay. I, I think that in this world that we're in today, logos that are simple do really well. Right, right. Apple is one of the, I love Apple products. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm an it's Apple an guy, yeah, right? Yeah. The Lord, his anointing is on Apple, man. <laughs> his blessing. <laughs> right. Brand, yeah. All the Android folk out there. I don't know. Y'all need to get saved. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, when you look at that logo, that brand, all they needed was a simple Apple mm-hmm. with a little bite taken out of it. Right. Um, and it's simple. It's clean. It speaks volumes. It says so much. And um, that's the world we live in. Right. So people don't need to see a very overdone, busy logo in order to connect with it. So you don't need a cross and a shield and a dove. <laughs> and a globe. <laughs> and a globe. And, and world, a mountain. Right. You, you can kind of simplify that down and just kind of choose one or, or not even maybe a picture. Just Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, you know, and you touched on something that I want to make sure that I, 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 I go back to because I, I've kind of heard this all my life growing up in church as well, is that we, you know, when you ask someone or you ask a church, who are you trying to reach or who are you most best equipped? And they say, well, we're reaching everybody. We want to reach everybody for Jesus Christ. Right. You know, and I think that's because we, we tend to do that because we don't want to sound like we're selective. Right. Right. And so we want to say whosoever will let them come. Right. Point. Right. But I think touch a little bit more, talk a little bit more about when, when we say we have to be very specific on understanding who we're called to reach, because I think many times churches think that we can reach everyone, mm-hmm. but it's not, not only is it not feasible, it's not only wise to try to, to see if you can go after everybody, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not smart from a marketing standpoint and people don't like to use the term marketing and branding when it comes to church. Right. Right. Because they feel like those aren't biblical terms. Mm-hmm. But if they look at the Bible and look at Jesus, look how he established um, his leadership and how he established his church while he was on earth, right. meaning through the disciples, mm-hmm. it was definitely centered around marketing right. and good marketing. And when he sent out the disciples, he gave them instructions. Mm-hmm. Those were um, discipleship instructions. They were also marketing instructions right. because he told them, if you're not accepted in a certain region or area, shake the dust off your feet right. and keep it moving. Yep, yep. Um, and so, when you f- say, hey, I'm called to reach everyone, you're not going to get everyone. Right. He even told his disciples, Marketing 101, understand who you're called to, right. who you're supposed to reach. And so um, when you bring it into our modern day, some of the, the greatest brands out there, we talked about Chick-fil-A. There, were, there was um, a few months ago, even last year, on social media, a war between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's with the chicken sandwich. It was amazing to see how Chick-fil-A was so confident in their brand and their identity. No matter what Popeye's did in terms of marketing, no matter how the lines were stretched around the the restaurant at Popeye's, Chick-fil-A did not move. They did not try and retaliate. Mm -hmm. They did not come up with their own marketing plan to usurp the momentum that Popeye's was getting. They were just steadfast because they understood who they were called to reach. So they said, hey, if if I have a loyal Chick-fil-A customer, no matter what Popeye's does, I'm not worried about them switching sides mm-hmm. and starting to love Popeyes over Chick-fil-A because they, they, they understand branding, marketing, and demographics. And so they're not trying to reach the same demographic that Popeyes is trying to reach. It's true. I, I mean, I look at even Jesus Christ himself. Right. Jesus Christ came for the Jews, right? That, yeah. That's biblical because when you had the, the woman who wanted healing and she was a Gentile and, right, and right. Jesus told her, you know, it's not meat for 
the master to feed the right. dogs, the dogs right? right? So, I mean, Jesus understood his brand. He yeah. knew, I'm here to save Gentiles. I'm here to call the redeemed. Right. I'm come here to, you know, to redeem Gentiles. I mean, to redeem the Jews. Right. It was later that he came back and said, okay, yep, now yeah. we're going to also now take Gentiles. But yeah. he was very specific on who he was called to reach. And that is amazing because I never thought of that, Dwight. It's an excellent point that you may in the back of your head know that you're called to more than the demographic that you actually start out with. Right, right. But you have to understand there's a science to marketing and branding. And you may believe that ultimately I want to reach the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. But in order to get to the Gentiles, I have to start with the Jews. Right. That's exactly right. And that is such a such an unbelievable yep. point when it comes to marketing. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can't have a, a station that's playing oldies and hip-hop yeah. and gospel and <laughs> rock and roll. Right. Nobody's going to listen to that. No. So you got to – I mean, and it's like like you said – it's we. It's not that we're as a church. It's not that we're saying we're not looking for. We don't want anyone to come. Correct. But we have to be very specific on who we understand, who we're called to reach. Right. Now, if we get someone else that looks different or someone else that fits outside the demographic, we're gonna love them. We're gonna right. welcome them, and we're gonna say, "Come on in." But like you said, just to let, you know, a few minutes ago about Chick Fil A. But they did not waver from who they were and what they knew that they were they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. They were really specific, and they continued on because they they didn't they didn't brand hop. Let's call it right. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't brand hop. They yeah. just said, you know, we're Chick Fil A. This is who we are. We're not changing for Popeyes for right. any right. other chicken sandwich place that wants to come on board <laughs> and, and start a war. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's really powerful. So then. If we talk away, you know, we've we've seen some churches today, you know, move away from traditional symbolisms. Right. Like, uh, you know, the cross, and I mentioned the dove and the shield, mm-hmm. um, within their logo to come more contemporary images and fonts types. How do you think that impacts unchurched people when they see the church? Well, you know, we have to understand that symbolism makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If you're trying to reach unchurched people, then you want your logo and the design of your logo to connect with them. And so a cross, a dove, um, traditional symbolism doesn't necessarily resonate with them because they're unchurched. Right. So it's not going to mean anything to them. It's Mm -hmm. not going to connect with them. Um, And so you want to make your design and your symbolism palatable that they can actually say when they see your logo and your brand, I could be a part of that community. Okay, That's what you yeah. want people to say. I could go there. I could connect there. It's a possibility. And if your design, if your logo, if your brand doesn't say that, it doesn't matter what you have in your heart. What you're expressing is, hey, we don't want you to come. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches have keep out signs when they're actually trying to get people in. Right. And they don't realize on the front of their church um, in the digital world, it's saying keep out. Mm-hmm. And and they don't understand why people aren't coming in. It's because what they're putting out in front doesn't resonate, doesn't connect, and isn't relevant to the, the unchurched demographic that they're trying to reach. So you want to make your design more modern. You want to make it more trendy. You want to look at the branding and the logos that that the that generation or that demographic connects with, mm-hmm. and you want to you want to do that. Uh, you want to connect with those logos and kind of incorporate some of those design yeah, yeah. Um, aspects into what you're doing. That, that's so powerful because you know I think sometimes as church leaders we think if we're not super spiritual right then we're somehow taking down right yeah, yeah. but i think it's like you mentioned before if the primary goal of what we're trying to do is reach people mm-hmm. It's reach people by any means necessary. Right. So it doesn't mean that I'm less spiritual because I don't have a dove or a cross or shield or because I'm using contemporary means. It means that I've thought about the people that I'm trying to reach. Correct. And what is going to be necessary short of, of some kind of taking down, mm-hmm. what, what is, what is short, you know, what's necessary to reach those people? Certainly if I change my logo and I change my look or I change my brand to reach that because that appeals to, let's say a millennial or, or a different type of demographic that right. I'm trying to reach, what's the harm in that? Right. Yeah. It, it's, I think sometimes we think that because we, because we focus on people 
and how to reach them, it somehow makes us less spiritual because yeah. we break down or we don't follow traditional patterns. Mm -hmm. But again, I go back to Jesus. You know, Jesus was very wise in how he marketed. Right. When he was with farmers, he used parables about farming. Right. When he was with shepherds, he used parables about shepherding. Right. He was very specific on how he was marketing to people and how Correct. he was trying to reach people. Again, Correct. the overall message is we're trying to reach people. Correct. And so if the best way of reaching people is by doing things or having a brand or having a look that's going to reach those people, right? that's necessary for us to do, to fulfill the purpose of what we're called to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that's really powerful because, you know, that's what I said about branding. It's, it's, it's so much more than design. It's really understanding. Yeah. You know, that's why I wanted to have you on because, you know, design is one thing and we're going to talk about that here in a minute, but it's really the underlying understanding of who you are and what separates you from every other church and every other congregation. It's so true. It's so true. There's so many analogies that Jesus gave us um, while he was on earth. He talked about making us fishers of men. Right. Yep. And if you've ever been fishing, you understand how important the bait is. Right. That's exactly right. You can't use certain bait to catch certain fish. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how close you come to that fish, if it's the wrong bait, they will not bite That's that right. bait. They yeah. will not attempt to eat that bait. That's right. And yeah. I think the church has not understood the intricacies, the details, the the um, some of the continuities, the strategies yeah. of yeah. branding and marketing, and even what Jesus said and all of what he said when he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. That's right. And we're out here trying to catch fish for, for Jesus, mm -hmm. but yet we may be using the wrong bait. That's right. Using the wrong line. Yep. Using the wrong poles. Yep. Using yep. the wrong equipment. And then we complain to God and say, God, why aren't we catching more fish? Absolutely. Why aren't there a lot of fish on this boat? Yep. That's absolutely right. Check your equipment. You can even have the right <laughs> bait, but be fishing in the wrong pond, right? That's it. You can't have oceanfront bait for, That's a, it. for a lake for a lake fish. That's right? it. So I think sometimes we, we go back because we say, well, you know, this is what we've always done. Well, for that time, it was necessary. Right. For that time, it was relevant. But right. for today, you may be fishing in the wrong pond. That's the, it. This is, you know, the waters have changed. The fish have, the fish are biting differently. That yeah. bait worked for that over there. Yeah. You've got to figure out what bait is going to work for the, right. the, the, the pond that you're right. fishing in here. Right. Right. So that, right. those are all things that are regionally, you know, you know, we you're from the north. To be in the South, right? Yeah. You've got to make a different tactic. People are different. Yeah. You know, thinking is yeah. different. So those are all kind of things you have to think about. You know, people may be different from East to West. Correct. Different cultures. I mean, those are all the kind of things when we talk about understanding your brand, understanding your marketing. Those are the things that I think are so powerful in, in making sure that the community that we're called to serve, we're reaching them. Right. Because we understand our own self. We understand our bait. We understand, like you said, we understand the fish. We understand what they're biting at. We understand the environment. And then we've designed and created a strategy in order to fish well. Correct. And I think that that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to switch gears here for a minute and then let's get technical, right? Let's talk about some good, good old fashioned technical stuff about design and, you know, color schemes. So <clears throat> I've seen some churches and I won't mention any names. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna protect the innocent here. So if you are listening and you fall within this category, just know we love you. We didn't call you out, but we are gonna talk about you right now. Right. Okay. So I've seen some churches that have some different logos and different color schemes for each auxiliary or ministry that that's going on within your church. What's your opinion on this? Well, um, I think that. You know, people have to really understand that when it comes to design, you want to be really specific to um, to 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 who you're called to reach. Um, let's go back and ask that question again. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I want to get it right. So Cause cause I've seen reading, I've reading. seen some churches that let's say they've got. They've got a they've got a main logo, right? So they've got a logo, and and again, I'm going to talk about you a little bit, folks. Here, they've got the world, they got the globe, right? And they've got the the, the dove that's going across the globe, and that's that's their church logo. But then the men's ministry has, you know, they've got a 
a battle ram and the men's ministry and the women's ministry has roses and, and something else and or crowns. And then the children's ministry has another logo. And then the ushers ministry has a logo and they've got different color schemes. And then, you know, I've seen the teen ministry, they've got a different color scheme. So everybody that's got something, you know, I've, I'm not exaggerating. I've seen the parking ministry actually has a different color and a different color scheme. So, is that what's your opinion as a good as a designer from a design point of view or from a design perspective? What's your opinion on that? Well, I would say that um, there are successful churches out there that use multiple lo- logos depending on what aspect of the church, what auxiliary of the church you're referring to. Now, there is a science to that, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you have your main logo for the church. And then the other logos should connect to it in some form, some fashion, right. as well as they should not have their own separate, um, distinct design or brand that doesn't somehow tie to the overall value, mission, and culture of the church. Right. What do I mean? Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't use separate colors. Um, it doesn't mean that if you're talking about the kids ministry, that the kids ministry shouldn't appeal to kids. What it's uh, the kids ministry logo shouldn't appeal to kids. What it does mean is that there should be some kind of cohesiveness right. throughout the entire brand, the entire organization. Um, what has been successful is that the major auxiliaries have their brand identity, their logos that appeal to the demographics they're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. But you don't need a separate logo and a separate brand for every single department right. of the church. Um, I do believe that if you have a kid's ministry, that kid's ministry should have a separate logo right. that right. is appealing to the kids. I, I also believe that if you're trying to brand, let's say, the women mm-hmm. and you're trying to brand the men, that should be different as well. Okay. Um, but those come in stages. Right. Uh, you know, you shouldn't, if you have <laughs> only a handful of men, right. you don't need a logo. Right. Okay. Yeah. You, you need some values mm-hmm. that you're trying to express and build with that. But you don't need a spe- you don't need a separate logo, right, right? Because that's not necessarily going to draw. Once you get momentum behind that, then you can brand that. Um, if you're doing a conference for men, right, I, I believe you should have separate branding for that. Okay, and yeah, you should have separate identity for that. But um, the the point is is that the brand, the logo, will attract the demographic you're trying to reach. Right. Be okay. cautious and be careful. Be uh, prudent. As it relates to doing too much and too many separate logos that don't connect and tether to the overall organization. That's a good point. Because and I, I and I don't think I've told you before, but like our youth ministry that we call Fusion. Right. I thought the name was really dope because right. the name actually connects to the actual the name of the church is called Link Church. Right. And so when you use a word like fusion, it's a really another word for link or connect. It was intentional. That I'm oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. I, I know you well enough to know. Yeah. yeah. But that that thought process was that was really great because that, I think that's like when you, you know you mentioned it all ties together. Right. Right. So it's it's yes it's a separate ministry but yet the name still corresponds and ties back to the overall theme, the overall brand of the church of what we're trying to do, which Correct. is to reach and connect people. So that was a powerful, you know, that, that, that to me is a way when I, when I started that, when you introduced that, I thought that was a really good name because it really did a good job of connecting Correct. and making sure that yet we're going to have something separate, but yet it's still going to be a part of the whole, That's good. which I thought it was a real, real powerful. So the name was, the name was spot on. Right. I don't know if I told you that before, but that was, that was a dope name. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, it. It was dope. intentional because what I've learned about branding is that when you're branding within an organization, you want to connect to the core mission, the core value of the right. organization. And so our church, as you said, is named Link Church. And our, 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 our motto, our slogan is live life connected. Mm-hmm. So everything that we do is about connecting people to Jesus Christ. And so if we're going to develop brands within the brand, 
then you yeah. want to keep everything connected to your overall mission. Yeah. So that's yeah. why we call it a fusion. Yeah. Yeah. That's I thought really that good. was really dope. Yeah. Cause that was, that was a really good name. So, yeah. so then let's talk a little bit about more than I want to make sure people understand how should we effectively integrate, you know, branding across our brand. Now that we've got a brand, you know, how do we transition that and implement that in everything that we do, like social media, print signs, you know, signage on the door, all of our right. marketing material. Right. Um, this is critical today. <laughs> you know, it, it's really funny because I think as it relates to church, we have not understood that the lobby mm-hmm. is no longer the physical lobby in your church. Right. The lobby, if you're talking about architecture and you're talking about spatially, um, the lobby was created in uh, public spaces to be a place to congregate Mm -hmm. as well as a place that holds people and connects people before they move into the main spaces throughout your building. Okay. It's a place to advertise. It's a place to feel the temperature and the ambiance of the overall building. Right. It's your first glance. It's your first impression. It's your first look. That lobby is no longer the physical lobby in your church. Mm -hmm. That lobby, because the world is so digital now, that your lobby has moved to your social media okay, and it's yeah. moved to your online platforms. Right. Yeah. Because a person that is going to try your church for the first time will experience nine times out of 10 will experience your church first on an online platform or through your social media. That's that is your lobby. Yep. That is where you showcase what it's going to be like before I get there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny because uh, social media is that temperature tester. It's where people get to take the temperature, get to understand what it's going to feel like. How Because you're talking about people. Nobody wants to go to a place that they're going to feel uncomfortable being at. Um, They don't want to go to a place where they're not going to be welcomed. And so we want to... People don't want to waste their time that's today. Exactly right. yeah, that's <laughs> you know, people right. are not getting in their car to waste their time. Yeah. And so people are so busy today. They're going to check it out before they get there and say, am I going to have a good time here? Am I going to at least be comfortable here? So your social media is so key now mm-hmm. because that's what you're going to. That's where you're going to display your brand. Yeah. Yeah. And display your identity. Um, that's where. You have your signage in a digital form Mm -hmm. displayed. And so all this goes into your brand identity. Right, right. And and this is where it all makes a difference. You want to, I I look at people's social media today in terms of churches, and I believe a lot of churches are missing the mark Mm -hmm. because you claim that your church is about people which every church should be about. Right. It's all about people right. and, and connecting people to Christ. But yet when I go on your social media, all I see are memes, right? words, yeah. you yeah. know, the memes with a scripture and a mountain in the background, That's exactly. <laughs> you know, or, or the clouds, the joy the of the Lord yeah. <laughs> is my strength. Right. <laughs> and, and, and you got the clouds and you got the mountains in the back. You have words. Right. And you're not showing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually took a glance at our social media, just was scrolling through our history and our photos. Every single post has a picture of a person. Right, right. Whether it's just a plain picture or there's words within the picture, there's a photo, there's a person, Mm -hmm. there's somebody. Because people love people. Right, right. And, And that's what really connects people. So, so your social media is key, and then you want to keep that brand identity all across the board. So when people come to your church, you want to use the same color schemes. Okay. Yeah. You want to use the same um, fonts mm-hmm. and typology. You want to use those things so that it's recognizable. Okay, yeah. And it's memorable. I, you know, one of the great things about branding is that you want to make it memorable you 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 want people when they recognize your brand, they know what they're gonna get. That's right. That's right. Yep. That's part. That's powerful. Say that again, because that that's powerful. Because yeah, that goes back to our say what we're saying about the Chick Fil A. I know what I'm gonna get. Whatever. I don't care whether I'm in Georgia, North Carolina, whether I'm in Tennessee. When I see the red with the white 
and script on it, you yeah. know, I know what kind of experience I'm going to get. It's amazing. McDonald's has built their brand on the Golden Arches. Right, yep. I, you know, when my son, he's five years old now, but when he was two years old, mm-hmm. he we drew, if we were to drive by a McDonald's, yeah. he'll see the Golden Arches, That's and right. immediately he'll yeah. say, French fries. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so amazing That's that exactly those right. golden arches make all the difference in the world. That's right. branding. Yeah, yeah. So you want to keep it consistent. You want to show your brand even when they come to your church. Find ways to show your brand when you're handing out connection cards or or envelopes or when you're giving pens. It, it's great because, you know, um, our church is developing and we had um, – you know, we have pens in our church that we use to for people to fill out connection cards. Mm-hmm. And um, it was great because somebody came along and they said, hey, pastor, I think we need to, um, you know, connect our brand even when people are using pens. Right. And, and they went out and they purchased pens and they were able to keep the brand flowing. Even when somebody's writing a connection card on the pen, it says the church's name. Right. Little details like that. Keep your brand identity uh, continuous and consistent throughout everything that you do. Right, because when they take the pen home right. and they're writing with it, again, it's a ba- again, the, again, the logo is just about identifying the experience, like right. you said, that I had. So the package is great, but then when I pick up that pen on Monday or Tuesday and I start writing it, it's supposed to draw back to the experience that I had yeah. when I was there on Sunday. Yeah. So it's any those that's that's whether it's a water bottle, it doesn't matter what you give away, a water bottle. It's, a, it's all about saying, hey, remember the experience that you had. Right. And and right. hopefully and prayerfully it was a great experience so that when you you know you're ready to choose another church again, you say, Okay, well, you know, I had a great experience at that exactly. church before. I'm going to go back and choose that one exactly. again. So I, exactly. So I think that's, that's huge. Yeah. So then I also want to talk about then, make sure, make sure we understand, let's say, let's call it a design refresh, okay? Because there's many churches now that, let's say they, they've got the shield, they've got a logo, and, and, you know, they've got, may not have had a color scheme. They've got Times Roman as the font because that's the one we've always <laughs> used. You know about that Times Roman. Oh, yeah. Microsoft so, <laughs> made it famous. So, <laughs> we, we, you know, what's the best way for them to go across and say, okay, it's time for us to refresh our brand? I guess first, should they refresh their brand? And then what's the good process? What's a good process on how they should go about refreshing that brand? Yes. Um, if, if you feel that your brand is outdated and has lost this touch, and its connectivity with the people that you're trying to reach, you should consider a brand refresh. Mm -hmm. And what that really means is a brand overhaul. Okay. All right. So you're going to have to do a complete system change as it relates to your brand Mm -hmm. and start from the beginning. You will have to um, readdress or refresh your values, your mission, okay, yeah, and your vision, and then incorporate that into a logo and a brand, a symbol that will connect with your demographic. Mm-hmm. So I would say you want to start with who you're trying to reach, yeah, and and go from there, and then begin to refresh that brand. Now that brand is going to have to be refreshed throughout your whole organization. Okay, yeah. And so when you're doing that, you want to come together with your leaders. Leaders are so key in any organization because they are your brand ambassadors. Mm-hmm. You know, they are the ones that carry your brand, um, carry your culture. Right. And so if you're going to refresh your brand, understand you're refreshing your culture okay. and you're going to have to pass that on to your leaders. They're going to have to grab it, carry it and then express that brand in the way that you have developed it in that room. Okay. So it's going to be refreshed across all of your platforms. It's going to be refreshed in your vernacular, in your terminology, Mm -hmm. your cultural terminology, so that it is cohesive with the new brand. Um, And then you want to, you want to unveil this, reveal this. You want to work towards a brand reveal. Um, You want to work towards a, a, a grand opening, if you will, mm-hmm. 
of this new brand. Okay. If you're an established church, you want to plan this, put this on the calendar, and have a big service okay. around this That's brand. Good. That's good. And you want to invite people, and you want to reveal the brand there, and you want to switch the culture there. It's a great opportunity to, to have a fresh feel come in the room, mm -hmm. fresh feel come in your organization and do it in a worship experience and reveal the new brand and have people walk away with the brand in their pockets, right. the brand on their phones, the brand in their social media, all the ways that you can touch them. They're walking out of that room with the brand and you flip that switch. Yeah. And so I, I always say I think that's great because – I know, I know there's some churches that say, well, we don't have a brand. And and I always say, you have a brand, okay? <laughs> Whether you've acknowledged it or not, right. you've been putting something out there. If you're a church that is established, you have an identity, right? Right. So whether, you, you know, so that I think that's great advice for any church, you know, whether you say you have a brand or not, or one that you've recognized, you know, we had something. Mm -hmm. You've got an identity, whether you had a logo or not, you, you know, you've had, you put a sign above the door. Mm-hmm. That's the brand you've created. Right. So it may be time to refresh that, mm -hmm. but you've created, you know, if you don't have a web presence or if you don't have a website or you're not on social media, you've created a brand. Mm -hmm. It may not be the brand that you wanted everyone to recognize or connect with, right. but it's the one that you put out. Right. So it's that same kind of experience that you said that, you know, it's time to refresh the brand mm -hmm. and, and go, you know, follow the steps that you've mentioned in yes. order to kind of bring it to today and to really be intentional and how you market and how you identify and separate your church. Right. So I, that that's really great. So is is branding an expensive process? Because I know that's probably one of the questions that people have. Um, you know, how much is this going to cost? What what's what's the really cost? Or, or give us kind of maybe an estimate of what it would cost to get started, or how should we get started, and how much would that be? It depends on um, it depends on the resources that you have. Mm -hmm even within you as a leader or within the leaders around you within your church and um, what you have at your disposal because you can create your brand identity for free mm -hmm. minus the actual stamp, the logo. Okay, yeah. All right, um, because the rest of that, the everything except for your logo is the intangibles, it is. It's the the culture. Mm -hmm. It's the values. It's the core of the organization, and you can build that for free. Okay, and yeah. then get a designer that you feel is capable to to put that on paper okay. and display what you're trying to convey. Because I think people, if you have the process right, you'll get to the right finish line right, right. without having to necessarily break the bank. Yeah. If you don't have that at your disposal, then you're going to hire, have to hire that mm -hmm. or pay for that and have somebody walk through the whole process of creating a brand. Okay. I think that's what, you know, what you just said. I think that's really powerful because you've got that process, you know, you mentioned the PPE, you're going back that that research or kind of that understanding of who you are. You can do that for free. Correct. Right? That that's the starting process. Before you get a logo, it's it's that you know, go ahead and mention that PPE again. What is that PPE for? The PPE is the presentation, right? The packaging uh -huh. and the experience. So you can do the presentation. You can have the experience. You may need a little more money for the packaging, mm -hmm. but it's you know, it's like you said, you it's everything except for the logo. Correct. You can you know, you're putting that experience together. Certainly, you're understanding who we are, who we're trying to reach, and creating right. that experience putting that packaging together. Okay, we know we're going to want a new sign. We know we're going to want a more updated logo. Right. We know we're going to want, you know, I, I had, you know, counseled or, or really coached a church one time. Um, their name was a little bit long. Correct. You know, we, let's shorten that down so that it's a little bit easier, you know, for someone to right. to, to announce right. or to say. Right. You know, it, it's putting all those, those things didn't cost any money at all. Right. It's how do we present that, you know, as we're working toward saving the money for packaging. How do we go ahead and get those intangibles, like you said, up front? Mm -hmm. So with that said, we're going to plug Link Church, I mean, Link Creative in there. What are some of the services that Link Creative can offer or assist with as far as branding help and as far as design? 
Well, Link Creative does um, all of that. We do graphic design, we do print design, and we do website design, and we also provide social media management mm-hmm. and branding uh, consultation. So, you know, we're able to present whatever package is necessary in order to bring people to where they need to be. But we're a full-service graphics and design company okay. with some branding and social media. So Link Creative is, um, it's funny how Link Creative came to be because my education is in architecture. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked in architecture for over a decade, and then I began to pastor. I've always been a person that could draw with my hands and and work a computer to design buildings and design different things. So it's amazing how through my education, God was developing the skill that I would need now in life um, to learn how to use computers to, to create designs. And so when I started pastoring, um, I was looking to do a few things as it relates to entrepreneurship and people would reach out to me and say, Hey, can you do a flyer for me? Can you do a logo for me? And it just started to spawn and grow from there and uh, develop this thing. And you, you really, it's amazing how God works. He will put the pieces of your life together and you'll look back and you'll say, oh, wow, that's why I had to learn that. Right. That's why I had to have an experience here. And God has just really breathed on this business because we're able to help a lot of people put together the brand, their identity, and how they're really trying to move forward in their business and mm-hmm. in their organization uh, today. So I'm, I'm really grateful for what we're able to do because it's really a company that helps a lot of people in this digital world. That's that's important because like you said, that's that's the lobby, right? So before people step foot into a physical church, right, they're going to check you out on the internet. They're going to want to see a website. They're going to check out your social media. They want to look at your Facebook page, your Instagram page, right, and see kind of what are you doing? Yeah, what, you know what am I getting myself into? Yeah, why should I get up in the morning, get dressed, drive out to a church? <laughs> what what are you going to offer that's going to make it worth my time? Correct. Right. What is going to, what's going to make it worth my while? And again, that's what we're talking about today. When we're talking about branding is how do you make that pitch or how do you make that, that, that presentation mm-hmm. so that people have, or, or they come to look forward to the experience that they're going to have. Right. And so that, that's why I think it's really powerful. So link creative and we'll put our, we'll put the, the website up and kind of social media info on our website. Uh, or on our on our on our post page when we when we do this, but um, it's it's a powerful, it's a really good company. I right. know you've done a lot of work for a number of churches. Yeah, um, you do. You've done work for Cherbis, so we we're really appreciative, and so we know the quality of work that you have, and then the work that you do for for churches out there. Thank you. So Thank you. We are having we are out of time, but we have had a great time talking with you. You you've shared a lot a lot of great information, given us a lot of good information on branding on design and how to really incorporate that into really effectively introduce that or reintroduce that within our churches and how to be separate or how to, to separate ourselves from, from others and really just to make ourselves more individual. So right. thank you so much, Pastor Mark, for coming out. Really appreciate it. Had thank a you. great time today. Great host, great information, and we can't wait to have you back the next time. Thank you. I'd love to be back. Thank you so much. Have a great day. God bless you all. We'll talk to you soon. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Churbiz Podcast. Practical tips, tools, and information that will help grow and transform your church. For more information about Churbiz, please visit our website at www.churbiz.com. And for more awesomeness, join our free Facebook group, The Iron Shop. This free online community lets you connect with other church leaders, ask questions, share ideas, and get feedback from nonprofit professionals. Join the community today at www.churbizironshop.com.